The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes towards his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Whoa, man, right? Whoa. Uh, We have woes today. We have a lot of woes, right? Not the woes like a surfer would say, uh, but a woe that is a type of sorrow. We have blessings and we have sorrows. And it's important for us to evaluate and, and see it in the whole, the gospel and the, and the Christian message, because sometimes when we just uh, take one slice of it, we can, we can get it wrong. And so it's actually important for us to sometimes uh, clearly identify what are heresies, what are things that we shouldn't believe, also things that we shouldn't do. But we also need to identify what to do as well. And Jesus here gives us a good example in, uh, in Luke that gives us four blessings and four woes, okay? Now, it should sound similar to another gospel that we hear in Matthew. In Matthew, which is kind of the more traditional uh, Sermon on the Mount, uh, we hear of eight Beatitudes, okay? And so Jesus outlines eight Beatitudes here, uh, which again, the different gospels uh, don't present contrary contrary presentations, but we know that Jesus would have taught a lot over his three years, right? And so Luke is trying to give us uh, perhaps a different sermon that Jesus gave, specifically here, four blessings and four woes, okay? Now, uh, before we dive into that, uh, I want us to move back onto the first reading and the second reading. The first reading is evaluating what do we trust in? What do we trust Because if we trust in man, if we trust in this world, we'll unfortunately always lose out, right? And we know that. And we know that even without believing in God, we realize that this world and our life is, we, we can't rely on our own actions. At a certain point, they fail. And so we can't trust in ourselves. We can't trust in the world, even though that we might have every security in the world. Every single security that the world can give us, it's not enough. 
And of course, Israel's answer and our answer is to turn towards God, right? Because even though that God doesn't always give us security in the way that we want, right? Uh, or maybe that we ask for, he gives us the ultimate security. Ultimate security and trust, which allows us to be fruitful in all seasons and all difficulties. The second reading is talking a little bit about the resurrection from the dead. Now, uh, this is important. I I find this incredibly important, but we're not going to focus too much on time, uh, too much on it. Um, But we don't believe in the in uh, reincarnation, which which I know that, you know, is uh, which we know. But yet, sometimes we kind of get fooled into, right? It's kind of an easy way to think, oh yeah, we just are are born again. No, that's actually not a Christian belief. And we need to be very clear about that. We believe in the resurrection of the body. And why do we do that? Well, we do that because Jesus himself rose from the dead. And our faith, our trust in God, is actually rooted in that very fact. That if Jesus didn't rise from the dead in his body and soul... St. Paul actually says that our faith is in vain, right? That's how important this belief that Jesus rose from the dead and that we ourselves also at one day will also rise from the dead uh, in our body and soul, either to eternal happiness in heaven or to eternal suffering in hell. But we will have the resurrection of the body because as human beings, we are not just our souls. We are our body and soul. Okay. So as we look at all that and we kind of think about what we trust in and what we look to in the future of our our resurrection someday, how do we get there and how do we live today? Well, Luke gives us that, right? He gives us that. From Jesus, He gives us blessings and woes. And they're not the blessings and woes that we think of, right? I don't know whether you know, but I, I used to joke about it, but uh, the hashtag blessed, you know, I don't know, there's kind of like j- jokes about it now. But I mean, there is a blessing that comes, but sometimes it's like, oh, I'm sitting on a beach, hashtag blessed. And it's like, well, actually, Jesus doesn't exactly, you know, like that's actually, I mean, that is a blessing, but it's not the most important blessing. We can sometimes get twisted up in a worldly understanding of blessing as opposed to an eternal understanding of God's blessings, okay? And this is an important thing for us to be able to evaluate, to be able to say that we don't believe in the prosperity gospel, a gospel which says, which is kind of like karma, right? This is another thing that we don't believe in, which is karma. If you do something good, then something good will happen to you. If you do something bad, something bad will happen to you. We actually don't believe that, right? One of, the, most per, one of the, the most perfect person, Jesus Christ, and his mother Mary, both experienced great suffering and difficulty and temptation in their life, even though they did everything good, right? And you know what? Some bad people who do a lot of bad experience a lot of good. Scripture talks about it, that God makes it rain on the good and the bad, right? The the fields are watered, both for the good and the bad, right? Um, So we, we don't believe in a type of karma understanding. However, we do believe in an eternal understanding, right? One that says that we might be poor now, but 
Jesus says, blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours, right? Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Now, this is important. This is a blessing uh, for not a victim, right? It's not just, woe is me, right? If you're a jerk to people, you're not being blessed here, okay, right? You can't say, I was a jerk to people and they didn't like me, so therefore I'm blessed, right? No, it doesn't work that way, right? Blessed are those when people hate you on account of the Son of Man, right? Blessed are you when they persecute you and insult you, maybe because you do have a standard of purity and chastity and perhaps morals that other people don't hold for, right? Have you ever experienced that? Where you maybe have a certain moral, uh, you know, a, a different moral code than other people and they make fun of you because of it? Or maybe you're afraid to sometimes present yourself or say that something is wrong because you know that the people will insult you? Well, Jesus here, actually, we should invite that, right? Not invite it in, again, being a jerk about it, okay? Uh, but blessed are, they, blessed are you when people hate you on account of the Son of Man, right? This isn't a victimhood. This isn't saying, woe is me. But when we stand up for what's true and we are insulted and perhaps we're attacked, we know that that's not the end of the story, right? We know that we are able to unify, unify ourselves to Jesus Christ. Now, we also need to be careful about the woes because unfortunately, I think in a modern era, we experience many more woes in the modern day than what we might understand. Woe to you who are rich. Well, um, sorry, but we're actually incredibly rich, right? We're incredibly rich. All of us, who, if we're over here, have a job in the government, in the U.S. government, and are getting paid more than 90%, if not 99% of the rest of the world, right? We are incredibly rich. We might not be the richest in comparison to the person right next to us, right? But we are incredibly rich. Woe to you. Why? Because you have received your consolation already. Right? That's actually something for us to be somewhat a pause, right? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm rich. I've already received my consolation. Well, what happens then, right? Woe to you who are filled now. Well, I don't know about you, but I often don't hunger that much. I'm not worried about my next meal. Right? Woe to you, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will grieve and weep. Hopefully we don't, and I think that one, uh, we kind of think about entertainment, right? Woe to you who laugh now, right? Are entertained and don't have any worries. That's what we kind of pursue in this world, right? That's what the world pursues. But woe to you who laugh now for you will grieve and weep. Now, it doesn't mean that we should be uh, really boring, right? And, and not laugh, right? But if we're pursuing entertainment for entertainment's sake, woe to you. Right? Woe to you when all speak well of you. Hmm, wait, but I thought we're supposed to be spoken well of. Actually, St. Paul does say that we should be spoken of well of because of our virtue, Right? But woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in the same way. 
What are false prophets? Someone who says nice things that aren't true, right? One who says, wow, everyone is going to, everyone's going to be okay. Everyone is going to receive a million dollars, right? Well, that's a false prophecy, right? It's just not going to happen. A false prophecy is something that's, that's false in it. And people speak well of it and it sounds really good, right? And we see this sometimes in prosperity gospel and other things. Again, if you do something good, then you're going to get something in return. Well, if you didn't receive something good, then you didn't do good enough. Well, again, that's not how God works. That's not how Jesus Christ presents his gospel. So for us... How do we take these steps forward? Well, I hope that we took a little bit of a pause to just be able to recognize that our blessings and woes aren't the same as the world, right? That we put our trust in God, not in the world, okay? Because we're ultimately not looking at the next day of entertainment or getting by, but we're looking at eternity. But even if we're not looking at eternity, we can look and and be able to see that the world offers passing and fleeting pleasure, right? Passing and fleeting. We can see it so easily if we just look around us and see the way that money and riches and entertainment do not fill up, but leave us emptier than when we started. So what's the answer? Well, the answer is to actually seek these blessings by a choice of love and charity of God and neighbor. To be poor. Well, what does that mean? It means to be poor. To not get everything that you want, right? To be in need at times. Why? Because you choose to give money away. You choose to be generous to the people around you and be poor yourself. Blessed are you who hunger. Well, we should hunger for things, right? Not every single itch that we have should be filled. But we should hunger in this world. And most especially, we should hunger uh, one way is through fasting, right? We should have intentional fasting in our life where we are hungry physically and also in our stomach, but also hungry in other ways as well. Blessed are you who are weeping. We should be sorrowful over injustices. We should be sorrowful over things that are wrong in this world. And we should weep and feel the real evil that's out there. And we should also not seek the, the, the blessings of other people, but seek to do what is right on account of the Son of Man, on account of God and Jesus Christ. Now, Lent is coming up soon, and I think that these are all great things that we need always in our life, but especially as Lent is coming up in a few weeks, is another evaluation for us to consider, right? Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who, are weep, who weep. And blessed are you who are insulted, right? How can we seek these blessings throughout our entire life, and especially as Lent is coming up? Jesus Christ gave us a roadmap for eternity, and we trust not in the world, but in God alone.